Welcome to Planet 8. Every two weeks, the crew at Planet 8 Podcast explores the many worlds of science fiction, fantasy, superheroes, monsters, and more. We cover the latest movies and TV shows, as well as old favorites, too. Yeah, like Planet of the Apes. It's a man A man Hey, guys, don't forget Star Trek. Fascinating. Or classic monsters like King Kong, Creature from the Black Lagoon, or Godzilla. If it's nerdy or geeky, we'll probably be talking about it. So why don't you tune in and check us out? You can find us on iTunes or other fine podcast providers. Come join the conversation at our website, planet8podcast.blogspot.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. This is Planet 8 Podcast, signing off. End transmission. Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium is made possible by Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Information at patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. You can also help support the show by going to anchor.fm slash lordbloodraw slash support. Thank you. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rack and Theater, but here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination, your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old-time radio horror. at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium. It's been said that houses, especially old houses, are like people. They hold many secrets, and in their time they've seen great good and horrendous evil. And like people, they do not give up their secrets lightly. Hartley Manor is such a house. It stood for decades jealously protecting its great secret, its monumental evil, until its new owners arrived with their meddling changes and their intrusive alterations. Again, like people, houses can be very resistant 
to change. But I'll let old Nancy, the Witch of Salem, tell you the tale in her own charming way. Here is the Devil Doctor from The Witch's Tale. of the eerie, weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. They're waiting, waiting for you, now. sweet evening walk through the sweet, cheerful graveyard. We're all set to tell folks our customary sweet bedtime story. <laughs> now, tell these folks to douse their lights and we'll get right down to business. That's it. Make it nice and dark. And draw up to the fire. And gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep. And soon you'll see inside a big old handsome house in little old Merry England. And there begins our story, which we call the Devil Doctor. <laughs> the Devil Doctor! <laughs> Dad? Oh, Dad? Yes? Will you and Stanley come in? Mr. Roberts is here. He will be in a minute. It's awfully good of you to come over, Mr. Roberts. Uh, not at all, Miss Duffus. Before I received your father's message asking me to call, I had already determined to drop in and bid you welcome to Hartley Manor. It's a very trivial matter that Dad wishes to see you about. Won't you sit down? Uh, thank you. I suppose you're very happy to be finally in your new home. I'm sure we will be, but we've scarcely had time to become acquainted with it yet. I see the, uh, the decorators have made quite a few changes. Yes, uh... Dad bought this delightful place because it was so old and rich in tradition. <laughs> then immediately decided to modernize it. I'm sure you don't approve. I, uh, I must confess to a slight dismay. That will be the reaction of our other neighbors, I imagine. They undoubtedly consider it bad enough that Americans are to live in this historic landmark. I hope the liberties Dad is taking with it don't add to their resentment. I'd like to be around when they resent it. Dad, I didn't hear you and Stanley come in. This is the Reverend Mr. Roberts. Uh, how are you, Mr. Roberts? Glad to come over. Thank you, Mr. Duffus. You know, this girl of mine egged me into buying this place. Yet ever since I planked down a cool half million for it, she's been kicking about the improvements I've made. If you wouldn't try to change things too much, Dad. Change is what makes the world go round. Uh, oh, excuse me. You haven't met my future son-in-law, Stanley Davis. Stan, this is Mr. Roberts, head man of the local church. How do you do? Sit down, everybody. Sit down. Now, before wasting any time in small talk, Roberts, I'm going to tell you why I sent you that message to come over here. Mm. 
When I pay for anything, I expect my money's worth. And I paid for something in this house that isn't here. I, uh... Uh, the solicitor's told Dad that, as uh, you are extremely familiar with the history of this house, you might help him in his search. Search for what? An ancestor. An ancestor? Yeah, I've been cheated. I was told that in the art gallery, there were 106 life-size oil paintings of the de Casserac family whose estate this used to be. But there's only 105, which makes one ancestor missing. I see. The 106th portrait isn't really missing, Mr. Duffus. It is hidden behind a secret panel in this room. A secret panel? What's the idea of hiding my picture there? It was hidden over 300 years ago, Mr. Duffus, just after its subject died. Why? Because Bertrand de Casserac, whose likeness it is, had placed a hideous blot upon his noble family name. He was one of the most infamous monsters who ever lived. What did he do? Uh, allow me to show you his hidden portrait first. It will make the story more believable. The country people hereabout call him the Devil Doctor. The Devil Doctor? Yes. Uh, let me see. Uh, the spring is hidden somewhere in this uh, beaded molding at the side. Ah, I found it. Oh, oh I'll be... The 106th portrait is rather startling, isn't it? <sighs> For an instant, it seemed that he'd walk right out of the canvas. Stunned if I didn't have the same feeling. I'm glad he's only painted there. I've never seen such an evil face. All except the eyes. They're expressionless and dead as those of a fish. Yes, but that only adds to his frightful ugliness. Please close the panel again, Mr. Roberts. Well, I don't know anything about art, but whoever painted that knew his business. It is generally believed in this neighborhood that the artist was Lucifer himself. You mean the devil? <laughs> That's a new one. According to tradition... That is not a mere portrait, but a second body that Burton de Casserac will return to and wear someday if he's able. A second body? Well, the evil Burton de Casserac was an alchemist, a delvine black magic, and above all, a Satanist. You mean that... Instead of God, he worshipped the Prince of Darkness. And in a certain vault below this house was often celebrated that most infamous of ceremonies... The Black Mass. I've heard of it. And so have I. It's a horrible perversion of the true Mass and is offered in honor of the devil. Say, are you kidding me? Unfortunately, Mr. Duffus, we are stating an awful truth. Bertram was finally accused of witchcraft and arrested. In the vault I have alluded to, an unholy altar was found, and hideous parodies of sacred images and vessels. And in the pit beneath the stone floor were discovered the bones of nearly a hundred human beings. Oh, he was executed, of course. No, he cheated the noble punishment by committing suicide. Then, according to the story, the people who so long had feared him rose in arms and demanded his body. They wished to burn it, fire being considered the only way to completely destroy an evil spirit. His relatives smuggled his remains from the prison and buried them here. A bishop of the church attended and sealed each corner of his tomb with a holy cross. Well, if that isn't the craziest thing I've ever heard of. It happened 300 years ago, Mr. Duffus, in a very superstitious age. Say, where is that vault where the old boy did his dirty work? Below the east turret. East? That direction? Yes. Burton's heir had the chamber bricked up, and so it has remained to this day. <laughs> Till yesterday, you mean. I beg your pardon. Well, I told you I was going to change things here. I went down in the cellar yesterday, saw that bricked-up doorway, and had the decorator's men tear it out and use the room to store their packing cases. That vault is open. <laughs> I just told you the decorator's men opened it. 
They are from London, and I'm familiar with the story, Mr. Douglas. If this became known around here, half this countryside would be thrown into a panic. You mean that... I mean the legend of the devil doctors and living truth to the people of this region. I beg you have that door resealed at once. But why? I have told you their belief about that portrait. Why, you mean that old Bertram will return to life? If he's able. And you have rendered his spirit a service by unbarring the way to his tomb. His tomb? Yes. For below the vault where he buried his victims... Bertram himself was buried. His body is in that room? Embedded in solid masonry. By golly, it's beneath the center of the floor. I remember seeing four metal crosses on the corners of a big slab and wondering what they meant. Oh, I want to see it. So do I. Now that I know what it all means, I'd like another look myself. Come on, Robert. Uh, Yes, I would like to see it too. Yeah, the stairs are right down this hall. You don't have to tell Mr. Roberts, Dad. He knows his house better than any of us. I'm afraid I do. And that is the reason, Mr. Tuffus, I request you to seal that vault again. Say, if you weren't a preacher, I'd say you took this stuff about the devil doctor pretty seriously. As a preacher... Teacher, I accept the Bible as the word of God, and holy writ bears many testimonies that evil powers exist which are dangerous to men. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the cellar door. Say, help Edith down these steps, Stanley. They're pretty steep and carpeted with dust. You see how useless is any attempt to convince my father of anything, Mr. Roberts. <laughs> he won't even believe the man I'm going to marry will assist me downstairs unless he's told. Well, speaking of convincing me, no one will ever make me believe there's any truth in superstition. Uh, the vault's over this way. I haven't been down here before. Neither have I. And after hearing Mr. Roberts' story, I shan't make a habit of it. Mr. Roberts, since it's believed that that portrait of the devil doctor is a creation of infernal magic... Why was it never destroyed? Because there's a further tradition that whoever harms it will be destroyed themselves. Rot. There's the vault just ahead. Your men didn't break the door. It wasn't necessary. When they tore out the bricks that covered it, the door was standing open. Open? Yeah. Strange. In the ancient record, it said the door was closed and locked. Uh, Well, mind these packing cases here come in. You're liable to snag your clothes on a bent nail. And the shavings are strewn everywhere. Yeah, I saw the crosses about there where that big crate is standing now. Here, give me a hand with the stand. We'll push it out of the way. Yes, sir. Ready? Yeah. Let's go. Come on, push. <laughs> this box was weighed down here. Edith's concert grand piano was crated in it. This would be the case we'd have to move. I see a metal crucifix. <sighs> yes, connecting slab and floor. Where are the others? One should be right here if they were placed at all four corners. But there isn't one there. There's none in these far edges either. They were there yesterday. Dad, you and Stan tore them away with that heavy case. Doggone, I guess you're right. <laughs> Mr. Roberts, if the old devil doctor is half the man you say, he ought to jump right up and dance now with only one cross to hold him down. Ah! Edith, what's the matter? This slab just... Moved. It moved? I felt it under my hand. Ah, oh, quit your kidding. I'm not, Mr. Tuffs. Feel the edges of this slab. Yeah? What about them? Lord, I see what you mean. Dad, they're an inch above this floor. You're crazy. They're absolutely level with it. Feel here, Mr. Duffus. Now your hand is placed beside the one remaining cross. Mm, no, no, that's funny. Yes, it is. None of you are chump enough to think this slab has risen since we pulled those other crosses off. I felt it move. Imagination. It's probably always been like this. It couldn't have been, sir. If it hadn't been raised like this before, its sharp edge would have caught the cleats in that piano case. We we couldn't have pushed it a foot. Mr. Duffus, you may think me a credulous old fool, but I beg you have those crosses found and replaced immediately. Then have this fort resealed. I'll do nothing of the kind. Dad, for once in your life give in to someone else. When we entered this vault, I thought the story of the devil doctor as fantastic as you still do. But since you moved that case, I... 
There's something awful here that's making me afraid. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I feel the same way. It's as though we four weren't alone in this vault. As though something repulsive and, and deadly is in here with us. There is an unseen presence here. Can't you sense it, Mr. Duffus? No. And when I prove all this is bunk, you won't sense it either. You know, wait till I find a tool of some kind. You know, this loose board will do. What's he going to do with that board? It bring you to your senses and smash a crazy legend. He means to break that single box. Dad! Don't stop him! <laughs> I thought a good sound whack would do it. You've broken the crucifix. The tomb is no longer sealed. And not a thing has happened. You thought that slab would fly up and hit the ceiling, I suppose, and the old gentleman below would appear in a burst of flame. <laughs> I told you I'd bring change around here. Oh, by the way, you'll have to change a good story now. The crucifix is broken and not a thing has happened. <laughs> What's that? What? Someone's laughing. In this vault? No. It comes from underneath. That slab, one side slowly rising. Good Lord. Something is pushing it upward. A skeleton wrapped in crumbling shroud. It's rising from that tomb. Run, Edith, run. Yes. Yes. To the stairs, the stairs. God, forgive me, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Darling, you must pull yourself together. We're safe now. Safe. Yes. That cellar door is locked and barred, and we're double locked inside this room. If we did see a thing that all common sense denies, it can't get at us here. If we sight, do you doubt the evidence our eyes? And do you think your doors will prevent that frightful thing from going where it wishes? That hideous nightmare you delivered from its tomb? That's just what it was. A nightmare. It couldn't have been real. It's too impossible. So one might say who for the first time saw a boa constrictor. That's a natural thing. Whatever is, is natural. We know this thing exists. I can still see the awful horror of its fleshless bones. It's crumbling shroud. Edith, darling. I still hear its frightful laughter. Smell its sickening odor of decay and mouth and death. Edith, you've got to snap out of this. If you would only let us leave this house as the servants did when we ran screaming from that cellar. If only you hadn't insisted that we remain here. I didn't ask any of you to stay here. I said I wouldn't run away like a panic-stricken fool. You knew we wouldn't go and leave you here alone? And now night has come, and darkness... Listen here, we've got to look at this thing like sensible human beings instead of superstitious children. So you said when you broke the crucifix upon that tomb. And I still think I was right. Why, I don't deny I've been as scared as the rest of you. Cold shivers are still running up and down my spine. But I didn't travel the distance I've reached in life by being a credulous fool. You can't deny the evidence of all our senses. No, but I can find an explanation of the way that they were tricked. What do you mean, sir? When I overheard Edith telling you this afternoon that folks around here resented our living in this old house, I think she called the turn on everything that's happened. We're not wanted here, and someone conceived the bright idea of scaring us away. Mr. Duffer. And you, Roberts, were a party to the plan. I, sir. Father. He came here with his talk of the devil, Doctor, didn't he? He showed us that picture, told us about the vault, and got us so steamed up we went down to see that tomb. You seriously believe that? Yes. Mr. Roberts is a clergyman. Which makes his skulldudgery ten times worse. Why, Job, I believe you're right, sir. Stan. Mr. David. That explains the thing on natural ground. You think? I think the ghost we saw was just a man. Not mad. No. That vault was dark. 
We could see objects and nothing more. A man was concealed in that tomb. It was his laughter we heard. Human laughter. The slab was so prepared he could lift it from below. Then, dressed in one of those skeleton suits, he appeared to scare the living daylights out of us. You forget it was you who opened the vault. You who broke the seals upon that tomb. Details. If I hadn't played into your hands, you'd have found another way. Miss Duffus, you don't. Yes, I agree with Dan Stanley, Mr. Roberts. How could you do such an awful thing to us? On my son and word of honor, I swear you're mistaken. You've done enough. Don't make it worse with lies. Your plan has failed, Mr. Parson. Go and tell the others who don't want John Duffus for a neighbor that he don't scare. Stanley, Dad. That laugh we heard downstairs. And now it's in the hall, outside this room. Yeah, the laugher doesn't know his little farce has been played out, but he soon will know. Don't open that door. Well, come on, Stan. Let's find this laughing skeleton. Don't go out there. Stan, turn on these hall lights so he don't slip by us in the dark. Gentlemen, I beg. You shut up. Stan. Which way do you think that laughter went? That way. Toward the drawing room. Oh, come on. Dad, Stanley, wait. Huh? Look, that cellar door. It's still locked and bolted as we left it. Well, our laughing skeleton came up some other way. There is no other way out of these cellars, and you can see no normal creature has entered through that door. Yet we heard his laugh from where we're standing now. Well, that doesn't mean a thing. Come on. Wait, sir. Perhaps my imagination's playing me tricks, but, but there's a peculiar odor in this hall. I smell it, too. It's an odor of decay and mold and... And death. By everything that's holy, I beg you, leave this house. Dad, look there. No, it's upon this floor, a chain of mold. Oh, that be the cloth. It's a fragment of the shroud that figure wore. Look, as I touch it, it crumbles into dust. It's all a trick, but tricks don't fool me any longer. That laugh again. It is in the drawing room. Where the devil doctor's portrait hangs. What do you mean? I've told you the legend of that picture. <laughs> the laugh has changed. It's become stronger. Almost human. It's altogether human. Human enough to be punched in the jaw. And that's what it's going to get. Mr. Duffus, wait. After him. Don't let him go into that room alone. He's playing with fire. Fire that will consume us all. He's disappeared through that dark doorway. Quick. Mr. Duffus, where are you? By the window. He's not going to slide by me. You stay at the door, Stan, and turn on the light so we can see. I've got him. Ah. Well, there's no one in the room. Oh, that panel. It's open. As I feared. Yeah, but the portrait's there, thank heaven. Well, did you expect to find it gone? It's changed. Those eyes we thought so dead this afternoon now shine with light. They look alive. Another trick. No, Lord, help us. The devil doctor lives <laughs> The left is coming from that picture. The portrait stepping from his face. The light. Who put out those lights? Light. Light. For heaven's sake. Edith, where are you? I can't see a thing in this darkness. Ah! Edith. Edith. He's got me. Help. Edith, he's Help. taking her away. Where? I can't see her. <laughs> then that's going towards the cellar door. That leads to the vault. To the room of the devil's mask. Which way is it, Stan? Oh, God, where is that vault? I'm as completely lost as you are. Oh, Roberts was right. We should have waited for a lantern before coming down to the cellar. That would have taken time. And that devil has my Edith. Oh, God, forgive me. Davis! Mr. Douglas! Roberts, he's brought a lantern. Over to him, quick. Yeah, we're coming, Roberts. You still think he tricked us? Not anymore. No trick could have brought that picture from its frame, and we saw it happen. Roberts, quick, lead us to that vault. It's at the far end. This old-fashioned lantern doesn't give much light, but it was all that I could find. It's enough. Hurry. You've heard nothing further since you came down here? No, the laughter stopped, and so have Edith's cries. She's fainted, I suppose, my daughter. Oh, God, forgive me. Yes, the vault. The door's closed. I'll soon... Oh, it's barred inside. Help me, Stan. I'm with you. 
<coughs> that door is solid open, sheathed in iron. You'll never break it that way. Oh, it doesn't even budge. What are we going to do? That heavy beam lying over there. We'll use it as a battering ram. Wait. Listen. Voice inside. Chatting something. In Latin, yes. The Black Mass. The Black Mass? In honor of Lucifer. The devil doctor is about to offer up a sacrifice. Eat him, my girl. You've got to break in that door. Quick. Yes, got to. Got to. Stand. That ram. With everything we've got. The Lord doesn't even give. Again. Oh, what's that devil saying? His monstrous ritual nears the time of offering. For the ram. The ram. The door won't give. When it does, how are we going to stop that thing inside? A thing that's neither the living or for the dead. In faith there is a way. Break down that door. Father, help me to be strong. Give thy servant faith and help him banish fear. Give that time. With the voice inside mounting. Yes. It's awful prayer to evil. Break that door. We should be too late. Father, give thy servant faith. Help him banish fear. We've got to break it down. It gave then. It split it. Again. With all you've got. She's lying on that slab. A living altar. The devil holds a knife above her breast. I'll get him. <laughs> you said you had a way to stop him. By the power of cross, the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, <laughs> I give you. Oh, you only laugh. He holds that knife above my body. My fear is stronger than my faith. Oh, Father, I Father's love has shown my faith the way to banish fear. In the name of the one and only God, I bid you, whom men once called the Kassarach, return to the hell from which you came. Moses, he retreats. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Dad, 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 he's covered with blood. Get Edith from this vault, away from that fiend of hell. He can't let us know. He's backing towards his tomb. Where another fool likely can bring him back someday. I've heard that fire will destroy a thing like him forever. Give me that lantern, Roberts. Those shavings will burn. They've caught fire. Yes, between that devil and the only door. And he's not laughing now. He knows there's no escape. Run, all of you. In a moment, this place will be a furnace. Yeah, run. Ben! Roberts, yeah, help me lift him. Get him out of here. We all be burnt as cinders. Yes. Save my girl, Stanley. Get her out of this. Never mind me. Sadonis! Sadonis! You have deserted me! Ah! The fire consumes me! Ah! We are safe from the devil, Doctor. He is surrounded by fire. Sadonis! Sadonis! We're not yet safe from the fire ourselves. Oh, if we can only get Mr. Jarvis to the door. Oh, help, Edith. Oh, Sadonis! It is the will of God that evil so perish. Let the fire consume him utterly, O Lord. Oh, thank God, the door at last. Come on, Mr. Duffer, just a little effort. That's it. Sadonis! Sadonis! Shut that door, for God's sake. His cries curdle my blood. Sadonis! Come to the aid of thy sermons! Come! Aid me! Thank God it is over. Daddy, Daddy, you... How are you? Oh, yes, I'm not a corpse yet. 
But then I was born lucky. Reckon my idea of changing things has worked after all. Your craving for change awakened the almost unchangeable. But it has been the means of removing the baneful and evil spirit of hell which so long has menaced this house. Listen. It is over. my years, I have presented many, many tales like this one. Stories of overwhelming supernatural menace and perilous, nightmarish occurrences. And it's all taught me one thing. It is not wise to doubt the power of the uncanny, the incredible, the supernatural. Those doubts usually lead down a very treacherous path that ultimately leads to proof. And very, very few return from that path. Mr. Dudders and his family were quite lucky. They can return to their lives. And you? How will you react when the dark terrors of the other world enter your life. Think about it. Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Rackin' Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night. Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium is only one of the ways Lord Bloodraw helps keep the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive. His long-running TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Theater, presents the best, worst, and wildest horror and science fiction films ever made. And his Patreon-exclusive weekly series, Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, features the best episodes of classic old-time genre television. More information on those at lordbloodraw.com. But you can help Lord Bloodraw spread the love of horror and science fiction and see the exclusive weekly series, Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, by signing up at patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. 
Thank you.